Hello and welcome to Theater 5 from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Pardon, sir. Uh, can you tell me where Berry Street is? Uh, number uh, 328. Well, uh, Berry Street's this corner, mister, but I don't know uh, where uh, 328 is. Thank you so much. Very kind, sir. What do you want? My name is Bruno Blakely. I'm looking for a young man named Lawrence Blakely. Blakely? Is nobody Blakely live here? But there must be. Must be, he said. Me, I free the Yana check. This my room house. I know who live and who don't. Who are you? I'm his father. He wrote me. Uh, see this card, Mrs. Janacek? Uh, 328 Berry Street. And it's signed Larry. Larry? A young man around 27. What's he look? About my height. Well, I, I can't really say. It's over five years. We, uh, we've been out of touch. You cop? I told you. You I... from the relief? No, 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 no. Now, how many times do I have to tell you? I'm Larry Blakely's father. Does he live here? Yes or no? I think. Only he call himself Larry Blake. Maybe. No, maybe. Larry changed his name. I remember. He tell me. Is he here? Third floor back, door on right. Thank you, Mrs. Janicek. But he no in. He go to store to get some beer. Will he be back? Larry? Who knows? Sometime he don't come back for days. Maybe right back. I see. Uh, well, I'll wait. I've been looking for him for a long time now. A few minutes more won't hurt. Better wait. Excuse me for questions, Mr. Blakely. Uh, Dr. Blakely. Dr. Blakely... I was afraid for Larry getting some kind of trouble. He lie around all day, no job, no work, no try. Not good for a young man. He's unemployed, you say? Ah, I get so mad sometimes. He no try. Larry's smart, but mixed up crazy. Good-looking boy when he don't be slob. And nice. You know, Mr. Doctor, Larry, he don't never let me live garbage cans. Here, Frida, he say, let me contribute to society. <laughs> Crazy kid. Well, that's more than he ever did before. Uh, listen, Mr. Doctor, you his father. Maybe you do something for him, huh? Maybe you help. How's about? That's why I came here, Mrs. Janicek. 
to help my son. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Have a seat, if you can find one. Why don't you grab a can of beer? The opener is hanging over there. See, it's right next to my two fries. I'm not in the habit of drinking beer from a can, Lawrence. Well, that's the way us poor slobs drink it. So I guess you're out of luck, Dad. Your self-pity is in poor taste and quite unnecessary. If it moves me at all, it's too disgust. Oh, come off it. All I was saying was I haven't hit the jackpot. Like you. Jackpot? What on earth? The Nobel Prize. I read about it in the news. When was it? Two years ago, hmm? 40,000 smackaroos. How lucky can you get? The Nobel Prize, a jackpot? I worked 35 years for it. 20 years on the one problem in genetics. Jackpot, indeed. A lot of jack in a pot. You get it? It's a joke. Not a good joke, but it will have to do. <laughs> I don't want to argue over every word. Why did you come here, anyway? I've been looking for you for years, Lawrence. Then I got your card and felt that the time had come when I could help you. Oh, the card. Well, look, why don't you just forget it? It was a mistake to send it. You certainly had a reason. A reason? <laughs> I was in trouble and I panicked. Why don't you go back to your laboratory and impress everybody else with your undying interest in humanity? Since you enjoy these adolescent insults, I won't stop you. But I have done a lot of thinking. And I realize that in some way I must be blamed for your present condition. You and six cans of beer. It is not my habit to run away from responsibilities, Lawrence. When you were born 27 years ago, I created an image of what you were going to be. You'd inherited an intellect equal to mine. You had your mother's good looks, her sensitivity to the arts, her talent for music and painting. With such promising raw material, it became my solemn duty to be sure that every detail in your bringing up was correct. You sure did, Dad. You made my life miserable. Miserable? You had the best of everything. The best schools, music lessons, physical care. You know what I remember? Sitting at table for three hours till I ate one lousy raw carrot which you thought I had to have. I was never allowed to, to read for fun. No, no. Only books that were certified educational. Or even my friends had to pass a border review. I couldn't let you waste your time with riffraff. Ah, nuts! All humanity is riffraff. So it went. Year after year. Scientifically calculated meals rammed down my protesting gullet and culture jammed into my fuzzy head and those stinking music lessons shoved in my ear. You didn't raise a son, you raised a freak. That's what you said when you ran away from home ten years ago. Well, mister, I haven't changed my mind. I'm sorry to hear that. I had hoped that in ten years you would have gained sufficient maturity to realize that whatever little force there were in your upbringing, they came from my pride in you. The ambition that a father has for a son and not from malevolence or hate. The results are the same. Me. Yeah. Prime example of the triumph of science over common sense. <laughs> And if all you're going to do is sneer at I'll me... I'll keep your shirt on it. I just had a funny idea. Be glad that I am the experiment that flopped. Now, if the others had panned out as badly, you'd be out 40,000. <laughs> I'm in a class by myself. 
Bruno Blakely's one flaming failure. There's no need for you to be. It's not too late to change. If you're not satisfied with oh, yourself... Oh, I love me. I'd better. Nobody else does. But you'll have to want to change. You'll have to work at it. I'll give you all the help you need, if you'll begin now. You know, Lawrence, not everything I've done in the lab worked out right the first time. Let me help you. Do you... Do you mean that? Of course I do. Imagine my feelings in Stockholm on that day two years ago when I received the Nobel Prize from the hands of the King of Sweden. Most of the others had families with them. Wives, daughters, sons. I stood there honored. An old man, alone. Lawrence, anything is possible if you but will it. Move out of this horrible room today. Well, I... Get yourself some decent clothes. Use my charge account at Cromwell's. Mr. Hartwell there will tell you what I want you to buy. There's a room waiting for you at the Hotel Wembley, just three blocks from the university. There's a dining room there that serves adequate, nutritious meals. I will pay for everything. I will arrange for you to be admitted to the college, even without your high school diploma. The dean is a friend of mine. I've discussed the possibilities with him. You will need some support of psychiatric treatment. Dr. Alvin Hornstein is one of the best psychiatrists in the city. He knows all about you and has agreed to give you time from 8.30 to 9.30 in the morning. Your first class is oh, attend. Oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. Slow down there. What? First class. Well, it's sort of an orientation to Western civilization. Very meaty and a good background for someone who's going to major in the sciences. What makes you think that at my age I can compete with a bunch of bright-eyed, eager beaver freshmen? Of course you can. You were tested many times. You never scored less than the top one-half percent of the population. That permits you to do four years of college in three or less, if you work at it. Well, what's your answer, Lawrence? Well, my answer is... Feels like old home week. You've got everything figured out except uh, who wipes my nose and when. Seems to me that you glory in the mess you've made of your life and enjoy wallowing in self-pity and hate for me. Nevertheless, I stand by my pledge to help you climb out of this swamp that you're sinking in. Your decision. Well, as I was saying, you make the future sound as frightful as my past. However... I might still say yes. But before I accept, I want to be sure that you want to help me. Help me. But I, I told you. I know, I know, Dad. Just keep quiet, will you, and listen for a change. I wrote you that card because I was in trouble. What kind of trouble? Well, it's a girl I know, Mrs. Janacek's daughter, actually. You see, we... we we were very close. Oh, these things can be taken care of. Her mother, Mrs. Janacek, knows nothing be because it happened the day that uh, uh, Gloria was going to the coast. What happened? Oh, nothing very much. An argument and, and a murder.
Mrs. Janicek's daughter? That's what I said. Now, don't get me wrong. I didn't mean to. I, I loved Gloria. Loved her? A girl like that? What do you mean, a girl like that? What the devil do you know about Gloria? I saw her mother. Yeah, and she saw my father, didn't she? Oh, don't be ridiculous. And the word is yes, not yeah. Okay, okay. So anyway, are you listening? What else is there to hear? Plenty. A bellyful. Her, her old lady was downtown. Mrs. Janicek? That's what I said. Well, I, I was a little liquored up. And Gloria came in here to say goodbye. Well, she tried to tell me I ought to stop drinking. The one thing I can't take is for people to tell me what to do. I choked on it when I was a kid, so I... I saw red and I... I... I, I bashed her one. And I did it. I'm a poor kid. Well, I got rid of the body. And so far, so good. Mrs. J doesn't expect to hear from her, so there's, there's no questions. But I can't be lucky forever, I figured. So I, I panicked. I sent you the card. End of story. What am I supposed to do about all this? Didn't you say you wanted to help? Boy, if this breaks, I'm going to need help. If I can beat the rap somehow, I'll take you up on your offer. I'll get my degree, maybe a Ph.D. finally. And I'll be all straightened out in a psyche. I might even change my name back to Blakely. You'd like that, wouldn't you, Dad? No. The last thing I want in this world is to be associated with slime like you. But I'm your son, you said. You were so alone at the Nobel Prize ceremony. You're no son of mine. Your problems don't concern me now. I'm just not interested. Unfortunately, you can't run away. What do they say? The child is father to the man. Well, it was the child in me that killed Gloria Janacek. It's just as though you had done it. Nonsense. All this popular art blaming parents for their children's behavior. You've been on your own for ten years. You wanted it that way. Now stand on your own feet. You can go to jail, go to the chair. I'm through. I see. That's all I wanted to know. Now you know it. The only thing that puzzles me is why you confessed to me. I could walk right out of here and call the police. You wouldn't do that. Why not? No risk of that you wouldn't tell. Not because you entertained one iota of love for your own son. I did love you. Love. Huh. You wouldn't know it if it came up and hit you on the head. All that you ever wanted me to be was an extension of yourself. A reflection of yourself and your ambitions. That's what brought you here to this stinking slum. Pure ego. Not true. Not true at all. This episode is finished. An unfortunate example of how sentimentality can mislead and cloud one's judgment. I've lived without you for ten years. I can live without you for the rest of my life. Goodbye. Not so fast. Get your hands off me. You sit yourself down on that chair. What do you want? I said I wanted help. You're not getting it. I think I am. In cash. Some of that nice Swedish money. I'm not going to hang around, wait for the cops to close in on me. I'm going to take a little trip to Europe or somewhere, which you are going to give me because, because you love me. The answer is no. Oh, because you're afraid of me and don't want your name in headlines in connection with a murder. I see. How much do you need? $10,000. About what I saved you by not going to college. I don't carry that oh, amount. Oh, of course you don't, but your check is good. And if it isn't good today, you'll make it good tomorrow. Won't you, Dad? <laughs>
Janicek, I'm in a hurry. A short minute, not long talk. What is it? You talk, Larry? Uh, yes, of course. Good. You tell him good? What you tell him? Uh, really, I hardly think that's any of your concern. Uh, Larry is friend. You gonna help him? Well, uh, yes, I suppose I am. Oh, he need help. He's a nice boy. I'm glad you think so. And uh, now, Mrs. Janicek, if you'll excuse oh, me, please. I... Uh, is Larry... Uh... He gonna take help from uh, yes, you? Yes, as much as I can give. Oh, good. Someday, I bet, he get good job. He marry. You wait, you see. Larry be fine man. Maybe. Not maybe, sure. You wait. Mrs. Janicek, why all these questions? Please? I don't completely understand your concern for him. Why not? It just seems rather extraordinary, that's all. What you mean, Mr. Doctor? Well, I wouldn't expect a landlady to be particularly interested. So? Well, put it this way, Mrs. Janicek. I'm only guessing. But I imagine you are interested because you hope someday Larry will be your son-in-law. I know, understand. Larry Brake, nice boy. Live here two, maybe three years. No trouble. I see. Am I to understand that you don't have the slightest idea of what has been going on between Larry and your daughter? You may be smart man, Mr. Doctor. But you crazy out of your head. What daughter? Gloria. Gloria, Mrs. Janacek. I got no daughter. I got one married son in Buffalo. Who is it? It's your father. I want to talk to you. All right. What do you want? I want to talk to you, Lawrence. Talk away. Why? Why did you do that to me? Have you become such a degenerate that you've lost all values of honesty and decency? Blackmail was bad enough if it came out of panic and desperation. But to try to defraud me by terror and intimidation, it's... I spoke to that woman, your landlady, Mrs. Janicek, and found out the truth. It's inconceivable. Why did you get in touch with me in the first place? Do you want your check back? It's in the wastebasket, torn into shreds. But why? Why? Why all this? I heard that you were looking for me. I began to wonder why. Why did you want to find me? Was it love for me? Was it love for the memory of my mother who died when I was born? Was it... Your conscience, maybe. Were you coming to ask forgiveness? Oh, if it had only been any of these. But just as I feared. It turned out to be only... love of yourself. You wanted to help me. But only if it would help you. There was no murder? No murder. No Gloria. Mrs. Janacek never had a daughter. And you... never had a son. Uh, 
Theater 5 has presented Broken Image, written by Raphael David Blau, produced and directed by Warren Somerville. In the cast, Santos Ortega, Ethel Everett, and Bernard Grant. Audio engineers Marty Folia and Neil Pulse. Sound technician Ed Blaney. Script editor Jack C. Wilson. Original music by Alexander Vlastotsenko. Orchestra under the direction of Glenn Osser. Executive producer for Theater 5, Mr. Lee Bowman. We invite your comments. Write to Theater 5, New York 23, New York. That's Theater 5, New York 23, New York. This is Fred Foy speaking. This has been an ABC Radio Network production.